This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And we're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the U.S. Open Best Bet Show. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and extra special guest, Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook. Pamela, how are we doing today? I'm doing a lot better than you. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. I just found out your little health condition that you had a few weeks ago. So yeah. Happy yep. to have you here. But I'm also excited to like raise up your blood level because I'm sure we're going to disagree with some of the U.S. Open options. <laughs> yes, yes, as we normally do. And I'm and I'm just like it's the same thing I am at every major. I got like three bets in, and I don't know what to do with the rest. Then I'm going to stress out and figure it out in here and and lay the final card down. So I know we we were talking last night about how watching golf is probably not helping your cause. I mean, you had a Tommy Fleetwood ticket last weekend. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine that stent just hanging on for dear life. Well, I was keep that, I was artery, keep that artery uh, open there. I was with my buddy Pete, and he was like, "He's like, did you, you need to be watching this right now?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. We can let's drive home. We'll put it on the radio." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. The, the I've nice already been through the stress with a couple more. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the nice soothing tones of John McGinnis there on yes, the detour radio. So, exactly. All right. Well, before we get into golf talk, uh, Pamela, you do a lot of tennis stuff, and uh, Novak Djokovic uh, just won the French Open. Uh, he set the men's uh, uh, record for most Grand Slam. So it's official right now. He's the greatest men's tennis player of all time, right? He could have three less titles, and he would still be the greatest tennis player of all time. Mm -hmm. What makes him so special? separated from the rest is that yes he is the all-around complete player and he has the variety and he has every weapon at his disposal but he's also superb on all surfaces and that's what makes him amazing truly truly um once in a lifetime type of talent but i will also say you can always have the goat argument and who's it who is it we, just as a fan realize just how special we have had it for the last decade Every time Federer played Djokovic, Djokovic played Nadal, Federer versus... They, when they played each other, they would raise their level. And because they did, they would have to raise their level again and then raise their level. They never stopped raising their level because they pushed each other. So truly, we lived in the golden era of tennis and it is over. So let that sink in. It's sad. It's a uh, weighs heavy on my heart, but also very fortunate to have had that experience. Yeah, I'm selling me talking about Brady. So there'll be a new Mahomes coming. There'll be there'll be some new guys. There'll be some new guys to come fill our hearts back up. But yeah, not I at the same time though. Three of amazing once in a lifetime generational talent at the same time. Yes, yeah. we had we had Brady and Manning, and that was uh, yeah. Brady Manning was it. Roethlisberger yeah. was a bum. Manning was lucky. I, I mean, for me, I always always partial to Federer just because I, I loved how cerebral he was on the court. But yeah, at this point, mm -hmm. I mean, Djokovic has been winning Grand Slam since 2008. You know, it's uh, 15 years later, just hit his 23rd. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the golden age of men's tennis is kind of coming mm -hmm. to a close. So I guess who are the next big guys? I mean, you got Carlos Alcaraz. Like, are we mm -hmm. going to maybe see a couple other studs or is it going to be basically Alcaraz and parody at that point? Agaraz is amazing on slower surfaces, uh, slow hard courts or clay. But Yannick Sinner, if he can stay healthy, that is his only problem. If he can stay healthy, Yannick Sinner is right up there, a contender on all surfaces. He has an amazing power, a great weapon. Um, players like Nick Kyrgios, if he decided to give a shit. <laughs> he could be one of the greats. He could so have been DJ, like the, the DJ player. of tennis. He is the DJ of tennis. Exactly. He just, if he decided one day and said, I'm going to actually hire a coach. He doesn't have one. He practices with his girlfriend. If he said, I want to wake up and I'm going to hire a coach and I'm going to get healthy with my body and I'm going to give him my all. He could be a top. He's easily a top five player. Really? He doesn't. Top, so, okay. Yeah, about get us. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's kind of like how with Rory, his caddy's kind of holding the back right now. So you know, maybe make a couple changes. Blaming it on his fucking caddy. I, I was gonna say, I don't know if it's a caddy problem. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be at this point. Uh, but let's transition to another guy with uh, listen. I mean, like you know, a lot of real talent, but 
real ma- one major flaw in his game. So Scotty Shuffler, so word on the course. Obviously, he's been great striking the ball. Uh, he is absolutely flushing it right now in practice rounds at LACC. But again, he had some observations on the green and really shaky putter. Uh, there's rumors that he's trying out new Scotty oh, no. Camerons. Oh, no. I, I know. That's no, not great. So I guess, Pamela, do you think... You know, is he just going to kind of figure it out in a couple of days or is this going to be just another instance of Scotty dominates T to green, but can't hit a five footer? Scotty will dominate from T to green, cannot hit a five footer. And this <laughs> is exactly why he is the favorite right now. It's six and a half to one. There is zero value at back in Scotty because in back to back tournaments, he has lost five strokes and nine strokes. <laughs> like, like imagine this right now, just like fathom this, de- this statistical data line. Scotty Scheffler took third at the Memorial. 16.6 strokes, ball striking gained, lost nine with the putter. That is absolutely unreal. It is just absurd the type of skills that we are seeing from him. This is like people want to compare it to like this is the Tiger Woods era. This is the new this is the new Tiger. How are we not having the conversation that maybe he's even betting playing better than Tiger Woods right now? He is superb. It is unreal how fantastic from Tita Green is. Can't make a damn putt. <laughs> Can't make a putt, and that's the thing that scares me. I think I, I think I talked about it at match play when he missed that little four foot bunny. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, maybe we can it's start having him. I was like, yeah, maybe this is maybe we can get a crack in it. Maybe we can. Maybe he won't win everything from here on out. Like I was excited by it, and now I'm just kind of sad by it. I'm like, all right, man, come on, make some of them. He's wearing, I would say he's the most reliable player for a top ten, a top five. Yeah. I would not be betting him as an outright pre-market. What I would be doing is waiting after round one, after round two, um, see if you can get a n- better number. Anything above 10 to one, that's a hell of a lot better value than getting a six and a half pre-tournament, yeah. knowing that he's probably going to struggle with the puddle right out of the gate. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not that's not a bad strategy, too. He, it, it, he's going off, I think, in the morning on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if he gets off to a kind of mm-hmm. slow start, um, yeah, I mean, the odds will probably balloon up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, definitely watch those odds, uh, in case he starts making some birdies and, uh, yeah, maybe get a little better price on him. So I guess overall though, so with LACC, this is a new golf course we haven't seen unless you watch Walker cup. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's kind of been a lot of speculation about how this golf course is going to play It's really wide fairways, but there's a lot of contouring to it. Uh, really tough green size surround. So I guess, uh, you know, Pamela, you know, coming to a new golf course, I guess, are you just going to rely on guys who are just in solid form of their ball striking? Or is there any sort of particular angles you like about this golf course uh, that's going to go into your handicap this week? I use the same strategy for the U.S. Open as I did for the RBC Canada. I looked for the all-around player because I am not going to play the guessing game. As a golfer myself, I can look at an aerial view and be like, oh, yeah, this is what I expect to happen. But then once you actually get out there and you see the ball just like, roll off like a marble on the green like it just changes the, the dynamic entirely and you can hear the player interviews and they're not going to give away the entire uh, what's happening and how the course is playing out but yeah like it's a guessing game i think it is the undulation is absolutely unreal um the the greens they're small and they look really really fast and the thick and the rough looks really really thick so i'm just looking for can somebody hit it straight? Good. Can you hit an iron? Good. Can you hit around the green? Good. Can you maybe putt? Good. So I'm just looking for like the all around player that can maybe do well because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we definitely don't. I mean, I've kind of galaxy me bring myself into a couple players this week. Uh, Capper, uh, get ready to maybe have another heart attack Great. tonight. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> yep. So we'll, we'll see. Well, why don't we get to our right bets after we take a quick break? Uh, and yeah, let's make Capper really, really upset. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred bucks in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down to some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge, which we do not support here. No hedging. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shack as they charge you zero interest. You know where you can access more money to place 
on your favorite bets without paying any interest. Edge Boost can also be a part of your responsible gambling plan as you set up a daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one spot. So you'll support SGPN and grow your bankroll by using sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 or older to use. You get a problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. All right. Yep. Uh, So Pamela, why don't you kick it off? Uh, Who did you bet to win the 2023 U.S. Open? So I have to, like, I have to clarify every single time that I come on the show with y'all because I don't narrow it down to like these are my top two players that right. I'm betting. Like, if I like somebody in the top thirty, the top twenty, the top ten market, I'm betting all of them as an outright yep. because you never know. Yep. So I have a few guys, and because I've right. already talked about how this is kind of a guessing game of a tournament of a course layout, we don't know what to expect. The weather, I mean, everything just kind of comes into this. I don't love this week. (laughs) (laughs) Golf for me has been crushing. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little too, too. It has been so strong all season long. And this is a very difficult tournament to handicap because there's a lot of guys that are coming into this with some really good form. So all of that being said, I'm going to start with Brooks Kepka. God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with Brooks Kepka. He's somebody that I typically don't wager on. But you have to at this point. I mean, he is just in back-to-back tournaments, T-second at the Masters. He won the PGA Championship. His data lines are just absolutely freaking phenomenal in back-to-back tournaments. He's one of the gaining nine strokes ball striking and 10 strokes ball striking. He's great around the green. He's great putting. Like we are starting to see a health, not starting to see, we have seen what BK is capable of when he's 100% healthy. And the problem with him before he went to live he wasn't healthy. So now he looks good and he can win anything. So I have Brooks Kepka as my number one. Um, you want me to go down the whole list? Yeah, go down the <laughs> yeah, entire sure. list. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep, go down the entire All list. All right. We're going to go through Justin Rose as well. Um, okay. All right. He does 40 to 1 for an outright. I took him, we'll talk about the top 20s and all that later, yep. but um, for the outright, 40 to 1. He just does really well on difficult courses. He took T6 at the players. He took a T9 at the PGA Championship. He did eighth at the RBC Canada. He's not the best off the tee. And we can say that you have to be stellar off the tee. But as long as you keep in play, like you said, the fairways are wide. It's more about precision and the the, the slopes are going to get everybody. So where I love his game, he's greater on the green and he's a great putter. So I love also him. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm going to die on this hill. That Ricky okay. Miller is oh. going to win oh, a tournament. In 20- <laughs> do you feel that? Do you feel your heart rate starting to pop? <laughs> I have been. I was on a show. I will have you know. I was on a show a couple weeks ago, and they were just like bashing Ricky Fowler and like he's never going to win again. Excuse me. Um, no, he is playing some stellar golf right now. Not just right now, all of 2023 has been a complete 180 of his 2022 production. He only has one miscut at the PGA Championship, but that was his best driving um, performance that he has had to date. And then other than that, he's one of the best players around the green and he's a bent grass surfaces is his best putting surface. And just like Scotty's having trouble, he's having trouble. So not only has he improved on his iron shot and I've got to see it live. It is so fluid and so smooth. There's a lot more confidence in it. Like he's finally clicked in the ball striking category, but now he's also one of the best short game players. Yes. I love Ricky Fowler and he has shown it every single week. He's been the only, you see him, my betting card, Fowler, yeah. Fowler, Fowler, Fowler. <laughs> I better remember. Like, All right. You have to. Now. And I make you're you're pot week. committed. You're pot committed at this point. And but. I make money every week. Why yeah. are you going to toss him away to, when he's literally giving away money? Yeah. 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 Listen, I, I love I love betting him positionals and using him in DraftKings. I just don't know if he's going to finally break through again at the U.S. Open. That seems like a big but like, ask. But like I said, so the argument that I can make to that is I was also on Chris Kirk to win to win, mm-hmm. to win. He hasn't won in eight years. <sighs> and then they do. And yep. then they do. You, yep. you just never know when it happens. You just never know when it's going to come back into this is the week that it absolutely clicks. But if you're a player that is consistently making progressions in your game and having the stellar top 10, top 20 performances, it's bound to happen. Just mm-hmm. like 
law, law of physics, law of averages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep putting yourself in that position to win and eventually you're going to, you're going to pull through and win. Yeah. I mean, like it seems like with Ricky this year, like everything looks solid, but it seems like every tournament it's kind of like something's a little off. And that's why it's just consistently, he's been a cash cow for top twenties this year. Yeah. Like, he's always Absolutely. usually gets like plus plus one thirty, plus one forty, mm-hmm. And you're just cashing that. Um, I mean, I, you know, as far as some golf course comps, I like for him. I mean, really good at Kapalua. The, a lot of uneven lies there. Augusta National, same thing. Uh, really good at Aaron Hills. That's rolling topography, kind of like what we're going to see this week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, do I think Ricky's going to win? I don't know, maybe, oh, yeah. but I, I, I definitely can support him for positionals, top 10s, top 20s. Uh, I mean, just the way he's around the green game has been really good. The iron play has been great. This year, he's added a lot of distance too, and that always helps mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yes. Open. So, uh, yeah, I can support a Ricky Fowler outright if you want to go with that. And same thing with Justin Rose. I like a lot of things about him. I don't know how good he is off the tee if that's going to cut it here, but everything else looks solid. And then obviously going with Brooks, I mean, the guy is just a U.S. Open machine. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's a little concerning he hasn't played in a couple of weeks, but listen, I mean, and like he's, he's been had, boozing, and he's been <laughs> boozing, and, boozing and riding that white lightning too. But today, going going skiing in the summertime down in Florida. Yeah, but today's press conference, though, he looked very locked in. Uh, Like they asked him a question about the PIF PJ Tour merger. He's like, I don't basically, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I basically don't give a shit. I'm here for majors, and that's why I'm awesome at majors. I'm like, okay. All right, here we go. We are here for the first couple of weeks. So, all right. So after Ricky Fowler, you got anybody else? Austin, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Rory McIlroy. Oh fuck! So actually, no, fuck <laughs> <laughs> So okay, this is this kind of goes against what I've been doing. Okay. As often as I've been betting Ricky Fowler, I've been fading Ricky, uh, Rory McIlroy. Rory. He has yeah. been money to fade in the head-to-head market. Agreed. And it's been working every week. I've been making money off of that. But I am backing him this week because he has proven that from T to green, he is still. Probably one of the top five players. T7, T7, T9. Three straight top 10 finishes. And that's because he has a... We're talking about... We just mentioned it. How maybe he has a um, caddy problem. I don't think it's his caddy. It's mental. He has a fourth round problem. He's shooting over par in three of his last five tournaments on day fours. He cannot put together four complete rounds. If that's a mental problem, because it's not a skill set. Because he has gained strokes in every single category in all three tournaments. So at some point, that mentality is going to come back into play. And when, if he does, just like Scotty, if he can putt for just leaving one day, yep. he can win too. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get it with, with Rory, especially with the number, right? It's like, oh, man, Rory's finally at like 14. Nobody's 14, got confidence. Forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like everybody's down on him. The only thing I worry about with Rory is is his tendency to miss big off the tee. And that you could get, you just have eight up here with that. You know what I mean? And, and, it could just spiral for him. Although he's playing, who's he playing with? He's playing with, he's playing with Brooks and he's playing with Decky, right? Yeah. I think it's a pretty yeah. good pairing for him. I think that's a good, I think that's a good group for him. Yeah. And on the other side of the course there too, I think it's Spieth, Cantlay and Finau. And that's going to be a popular group to follow around too. So I think, yeah. you know, the and there's not as many people this year at the LA, at LACC because there's just as much space. So, yeah. you know, like the big hoopla we saw at Oak Hill with everybody on top of him there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's actually a good pairing for him. So maybe get off to a decent it wasn't, start. And it was actually being paired with Kepka that got me more interested because that could help with this focus. If Brooks is playing as well as he is, then it mm-hmm. becomes a little rivalry of between them two. And it becomes less about the tournament and it becomes more about them. And you know that Brooks is probably going to be in contention immediately on day one. That's going to have to help push Rory to want to keep focus. All right, somehow. There you go. I, I, I like your arguments about Rory. He will make an, uh, another appearance on the show out of my mouth in some capacity. Uh, so you got anybody else or uh, we're going to move on to Capper with his outrights? For the outright, I'm going to, we already talked about Scotty Scheffler. You have to wait until after day one because I'm not going to yep. put bet him at six and a half to one. But my absolute favorite that I have to ride, I just absolutely have to, there's no questions about it, is Terrell Hatton. I'm on him every single week, just okay. as I am with, with Ricky Fowler. I have bet him every single tournament because I know that a win is on the way. He has six straight top 20 finishes, but we're talking about Rory McIlroy having problems in the fourth round. Hatton is top 10 for fourth round scoring. He has shot five under in three of his last five tournaments. Last week's RBC Canada, he finished the tournament eight under 64 to close. 
That is a perfect buildup into this week. And his odds, 30 to 1. Are you kidding me? He has been a top 20 machine. And you want to give me 30 to 1 for a guy that can finish on the fourth round? I'm all in. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, I love I love Hatton. Uh, he's one of my guys. Anybody temperamental, throws clubs, screams at balls. That's my, my type. That's my that's my type. That's my type of golfer. Um, yeah, he's been absolutely on fire. I had a ticket on him last week. I know he posted the number, um, so I had him and Fleetwood. So that made for a real fun Sunday. Thanks, Nick Taylor, you prick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, everything's clicking for him. He always has one bad round. If you could just get rid of that it, and not even just just make it like a normal round. Just don't make it a shitty round. Like if he had posted like a normal <laughs> score on Friday, like he would have been perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like he would have been three or four strokes ahead going into Sunday. Right. So, yeah. There you go. All, All right. right. You got it. Anybody, anybody else? No, that's it. All right, Capri, let's kick it That's over to it. you. Now I have the laundry list. <laughs> All right, exactly. There you go. Exactly. There you go. All right, All right, right Capper. A future bet, Gary Woodland, because I was drunk and Bearhoff talked <laughs> me into it. Um, Is that how you had your heart attack? Because you yeah. saw your bet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's 125 to one. Whatever. Like he's actually not in bad form. He's not gonna win, mm -hmm. but it is Gary Woodland at the US Open. Um, and he's another one, like Jesus Christ, we make fun of Luke List and all these other guys, but Gary Woodland cannot putt to save his no. life. Like, I mean, oh, it man. is it oh, is God. atrocious. It is like like he, he needs a new coach. Like I don't understand how you could be that bad at putting and not go fix it to at least make it somewhat better. Um, so he was my future on that. Bet Cam Smith the other night at thirty to one, based on if this is going to be around the green, imaginative. Oh man! Plus, I love Cam Smith, and like I actually feel good about betting him. I didn't want any part of him at PGA. It does make me a little nervous with how squirrely he is off the tee. But I'm hoping he can just kind of get lucky like he did uh, here at Sawgrass. Um, you know, when he was wild off the tee, he caught good breaks. And that's kind of what you got to hope for if you end up in one of these barrancas. Um, So I'm hoping uh, a little bit of luck gets on his side. Uh, I mean, if you want somebody who can make those clutch putts, it's Cam Smith. That thing is a fucking weapon. Doesn't matter what tour he plays on, that dude can putt. Um, so as long as he can keep his drive in check, I feel like he's got a great shot. And that's 30 to 1 for a guy who was a top five golfer in the world last year. You're giving me 30 to 1 now. I'll take Cam Smith. Um, so now I have to decide on what to do. Okay. All right. If I, li where if I like Cam oh, yeah. Smith, if I like Cam Smith, I got to like Jordan Spieth, right? That's you 20. Do. So that's 28 to 1. But I just want to bet Rom, like double barrel it, bet Rom, and call it a fucking day. Hits it straight, hits it long. You want to heat the last tournament? He, 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 the only person who lost more strokes to the field putting was Scotty <laughs> over John Rom. He yeah. looked. He gained a ton of strokes to green like he always does, and the putter just failed him. He's a more consistent putter than Scotty is. And at mm -hmm. 12 to 1, like I like I like 12 to 1 at Rom. I don't know if he's gonna win Masters and the Open in one year, but man, I really like Rom at this course. And I know the California narrative, I don't I don't know how much that's gonna apply based on the different type of course it is, right? With the Bermuda or the bank grass. But mm -hmm. Yeah, Rom at, Rom at 12. I was very surprised to get 12. I'm probably going to pull a double barrel, pull the trigger on that one. That's going to be my card. Rom, Smith, and random ass Woodland at 125 to 1. And I'll sprinkle a little bit of Keegan on, on the shadow bet, just, just, in, just in case. Just in case. Listen, I'm proud. I'm pr you might as well throw Siwoo in that, too. That'll just be the all capper guys. Maybe I will, Steve. <laughs> Maybe I will. You might as well at that point. So, Cam I like, Smith, Siwoo, I actually like Keegan, Siwoo Rom. Yeah, I, like I was going to say, I actually like Siwoo, yeah, and I'm trying cool. to find a way to bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried to find a way, too, and I couldn't get it. Maybe he'll just be first-round leader or something. I couldn't. Oh, yeah, he's I he's, he's uh, 75 to 1 first-round leader okay. with, a good, with a good tea time. All right. So I did my little elimination game back on uh, Sunday, and I kind of I whittled down the field to I think these guys are going to win. Scheffler, Rom, Spieth. Rory, Cantley, Xander, Hatton, Brooks, Hovland, Smith. And I just said, I'm just going to pick from that pool at that point. And I start kind of picking guys off and eliminating them. So let's start with Jordan Spieth. I just don't think he's going to win the U.S. Open. I understand the course fit and everything. There are some things about his profile I didn't love about this place. And we talk about, oh, you can't miss huge and everything. Well, I mean, Spieth can do that sometimes. He also has that wrist injury and he hasn't been hitting it quite as far lately. So I picked him off 
Um, I really like Cam Smith for this tournament, but I don't think he's going to win. So he's out. Um, same thing with Hatton. It, it, I, you made a great argument, Pamela. I just worry about what's going on up here with him. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I never know if he's going to walk onto a golf course and he's actually going to like it or not. And given LACC, exactly. And I don't know if, I, and I'm, and I made it Augusta national comp to this place and he hates that place. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play that game with him, but I was tempted. Hatton has a, a lot of things you're looking for this week, as far as really good on Bermuda surfaces, the all around game, like his skill set is perfect for a U.S. Open. I just worry about he's going to hit a shot and the club's going to go flying and that is going to be the bogey train time. So he's out. Um, or. Or. <laughs> or. Um, with Brooks, I wanted to see him play the week before because every time he's won a major, it's been he's played the week before. He didn't do that. So I think it's going to be like yeah. top 10, top 15 for him. So he's out. I just don't, th- I, I just, in my gut, I didn't think Ron was going to win. So he's out. So it's down to Hovland, Rory, Cantley, Xander. And I'm picking three of those guys. So I was going to pick Hovland and I had a bet on him, but I was able to cash out. I just, in my bones, I, I doubt his ability to get up and down from around at this place. And his track record on Bermuda actually isn't all that great. I got him for an outrage at the Memorial. He's already paid his debt to me at that point. So if he decides to go out and win again, say let be. So here are the guys I bet. I li- I really like Xander this week. And listen, I'm just going to pick all my losers. It's a, it's a t- giant loser I'm card. I'm just saying, I tried to stop you. You, you lamented you betting Xander ever again. You cried about it on the pod for 30 fucking minutes, and mm-hmm. now you're going to go bet him again. Just I know. I, I don't know. Listen, I, I, just feel like, I just feel like with Xander, he doesn't have a strong enough iron game. I, I mean... It's been a little. It's it's been better this year. He's. I think just the problem with him is that, yeah, he's good. Mm -hmm. He's good at everything. Not great. Not great at at any one thing. All right. Well, let me let me me make the arguments for the U.S. Open. I mean, he's awesome at U.S. Opens. He did really well in the two U.S. Opens that I comp this place to: Aaron Hills and Shinnecock Hills. Really good at Augusta National. He's won at Kapalua. So checking a lot of boxes right there. Uneven lies. Wide fairways, some firm conditions. The iron play, I mean, from every pro- from long range, he's been really good this year. From short range, he's been really good this year. There's a lot of shots. I think you got to have a really good uh, right to left sh- uh, tee shot. He hits draws off the tee. So I just went with that with him. Uh, I bought myself into Rory too. I also bet Rory. And it's a little bit of narrative with him just because, listen, you can point to all the stats. You can point to the fact that, you know, you can't really spray it all over the place, but he's been hitting his driver a lot better lately. Yeah. I also really like the fact too, no one seems to be picking him. I've heard a lot of people say Rory has no chance to win this week. This is not a yeah. Rory course. He is not taking press conferences this week. And this is a guy who didn't have his best up at the top at the PGA. So finished top 10 was in the last two groups, the last two tournaments. And we're just discounting the guy because we think that he's not, you know, great enough off the tee. And he's I, 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 I like the fact that he's not, the attention seems to not be on him this week. The piffs, the live stuff seems like it's in the past now, as far as listen, it's final. He can move on. And the number drifted enough for him. And he's been really good at us opens lately, really good Southern Hills and other golf course. I comped him to really good at Augusta too. So I like the number with Rory. And then I just feel like I'm going to bet the loser can't lay. I can't help myself. <laughs> I went on this whole thing about Bermuda, but it turns out I think I'm a little wrong on it. Uh, his home course in California is Bermuda. He's a member at Medalist. He plays Seminole. He lives in Jupiter. The Bermuda has actually been a little better the last couple of years. And look, this is going to make Boston, this is actually going to give Boston Capper a stroke if the guy, the hometown guy who's played this course two dozen times no. and knows it better than everybody ends up winning. Uh, I mean, that's probably going to just make you quit golf at that point. So, yeah. uh, I was I'm able not, to get him. About it. He's not winning. All right. Well, I was able to get him yeah. in 19. So there's my three losers, Rory, Cantlay, Xander. So are, are you worried about Rory's wedges at all? Cause he fucking sucks with those two. No, you know, I, 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 I thought about that. And the reason why I'm okay with it is because this doesn't look like a course where you're going to use your wedge too often. The par fours are actually pretty long. Like the holes are pretty long. So this is a, it, the, this is a 
leave your wedge in the bag. You're going to need a longer iron. Yeah. So here's, the only, long iron here's the only time you're going to need a wedge this week. It's going to be on number three, which is a tough approach shot for anybody. It's up the hill there. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to need it on if you lay up on six, but he might go for the green every single time. We don't really know of what guys are going to do there. It's only 280 downhill there. So depending where the pin is, he might just hit a long iron to that little apron and not even have to worry about that 100-yard shot. He's going to need it on uh, number 10. That could be a problem. He's going to need it on 15. That could be a problem, but he can get to every par five. I think the wedges might be a little overblown, but he is, Hamill just nailed it. He is a killer over 175, and I think 60% of your shots are going to come over 175 this week. So, you know, if he can just kind of hold together with the wedges, I've heard reports he seems like he's in pretty good spirits. He was walking around with Brad Faxon, who is not a psychiatrist capper, actually a guy who <laughs> uh, works with putting. He yeah, called the... Yeah, he, he did the announcing for the Walker Cup, so he knows LACC too. So I think he's a Massachusetts guy, so I think Fax is a master. He might guy. be. He might be. So I, I I like how Rory's not – it seems like it's business as usual for Rory. He's not talking to the media, and maybe he just comes out just pissed off after everything that happened. And we've been all been waiting for Rory to win a major. When's the last time Rory has not been like at the center of attention for all this pressure? And maybe this is the one he finally wins when no one sees it coming. So. Uh, yeah. that's why he's on my card. Exactly how luck. you said nobody's paying attention to him right now. There you go. But like you should, but he should be because he is three straight top tens playing poorly. Hello. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. He hasn't had his best stuff, so we'll see what happens. So all right. So that's the outrights. So why don't we take another quick break and then we'll talk about matchups? All right. So before we get to matchups, <clears throat> gotta talk to you guys about bird dogs. They make you look good. They're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh. And the leg to give you a truly sculpted looks. They do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but fit better. They fit the way regular shorts fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricted cotton. They fix the issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement. And they have anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Listen, like I said last night, man, living in Florida, dragging the kids around any amusement park or golfing down here. You need that wick away, man. Nothing is worse than any type of chafing. So go out and get these shorts. You go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. Okay. All right. Let's get the matchups, which is Pamela's bread and butter. So mm -hmm. why don't we kick it off to the expert then? Uh, who's What's your favorite matchup of the week? I will be honest. Um, I haven't dug deep into them. I usually get up okay. to that on Wednesdays, but I do only have one that I okay. that caught my attention immediately, and it is Russell Henley um, as a favorite over Sahith. Do I am I saying his name correctly? Sahith Thagala. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Sahith Thagala. Um, no, right. I so Russell Henley was actually a player that I considered in a placement market, either top thirty. He's getting really good odds for a top twenty, top thirty market. Um, yeah, for top thirty. You're getting plus money with him, but he has been, I think he's been really playing. I'm not going to say, I think Russell Henley is totally under the radar at the moment. He has put together, uh, what is it? Four, one, two, three. He's put together five top 20 finishes in his last six starts, six top 20 finishes in his last seven starts. There you go. He is really good with his iron player right now. And he is putting together his putting. <laughs> it is starting to come into play here. Um, it's his off the tee game that is a little bit like wonky. He did lose three strokes at the Memorial Tournament, but he still, with that, finished a T16. This is going to be a wider for area situation. I expect him to have a lot less um, opportunity here to at least remain neutral. And if he does, another top 20 finish is definitely in play for him. But Sahitha Gala, as good as he is, he is one of the most inconsistent <laughs> players on tour. Like nope. people want to bet him every week. And I'm like, why? You might as well throw a dart and guess um, which tournament is going to fit him. It's just I look for consistency more often than not when it comes to the head to head market. And Henley right now is putting together some really consistent scores. He has gained strokes from T to green in every tournament that he's played since March. He is just really solid from start to finish. He's figuring it out. So I think top twenty for him is definitely in play. Love him in the head-to-head -head market. Yeah, okay. you like you like Henley, don't you, Steve? You brought him up. 
I did. I, I didn't find an opportunity to get him on the betting card, but yeah. I, I talked about him last night on the DFS show. He's not getting a whole lot of ownership, but he's actually really good at U.S. Opens. Uh, he was, I think, 54-hole leader at Torrey Pines. Oh, uh, he God, did he really was. well. About that. He did really well at that Shinnecock U.S. Open uh, in 2018. Uh, or in... Um, yeah, in 2018, 2017 at Aaron Hills, T27. So two U.S. Open styles where wider fairways rolling topography really good mm-hmm. at those places. Uh, I definitely think he can be at home here. And obviously with the form, too, I think that's a really good pick. And with Tagala, too, like, you know, I mean, talk about a guy who can miss big. That's really that guy. And he just he hasn't been all that sharp lately. So uh, I, has, I, I, I like Tagala has lost strokes off the tee. And oh, he's, he's not just like, oh, he he's he is horrendous off the tee, and it, you see it in his results. He's finishing T forty or worse, and it's because you're he can't hit off the tee, and he's not good around the green. So then, where are you coming up with it? His iron play is just so inconsistent that it's not enough to carry him into better positions. The Henley over him, it's just a no brainer to me. Consistency, okay. yeah. I like that one. All right, there you go. All right, well, why don't we try and give you some other ideas then to maybe fill out some other matches you like. So I'll go with my first one. You're not going to like this one because you picked him out, right? But, uh, I mean, I just made the uh, the argument for Terrell Hatton where I just don't know what his mental capacity is going to be. Has never really been all that great in U.S. Opens either. So uh, I really like Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. I like oh. his all-around game. I, he's really good on Bermuda. <laughs> good off the tee. So Fitzpatrick minus 120 over Terrell Hatton. Again, I'm just taking the all-anti-capper card. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, you're, I feel like targeted. Like this is gross. <laughs> like Fitz over Hatton. Maybe this is revenge for maybe this is revenge for you talking me off a of Kepka last uh, major. So I'm just gonna my go fault. with my gut with all the guys that uh, you can help up persuasive. Like, and you're persuasive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you are in sales, so that That's makes right. sense. So uh, no, I'll, I'll take Fitz over Hatton. I think Fitz is going to have a, a backup as finished last year with another decent performance in Hatton. I just we'll see what happens. So That's my first matchup. Capper, what about you? Uh, my first one I felt was a no-brainer as well. Uh, it's Decky over Bryson, uh, and it's minus 120. Laying a little bit of juice, but uh, Decky overall, much better mm-hmm. consistent player. There's no even lies here, period, at all, and Bryson struggles like no other with that. Um, and, I mean, whatever. He played okay at the PGA, but this is an abomination gouge. I know he's looked good on the range, you know, crushing the 425s today or whatever, but I don't care. Um, you need to be able to hit irons. You need to be able to play around the green, and when it's uneven lies for him, he is on the struggle bus. So yeah, minus 120 for Decky, who I liked a lot. Um, he's super chalky in DFS, so I couldn't play him in DFS. So I need to get him on my card somewhere, and that's where he fits. Okay. I think All what's right. interesting about Bryson is that he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> he, he's playing better. He, look, he looks really good, and he's playing yeah. better. So for me, yeah. I don't want to bet on or against DeChambeau in any way because this could actually be a course that does benefit his game off the tee. Um, where he can just like bomb it and put himself in some great positions, but well, I not, agree that it's the uneven, is a better iron player, but yeah, it's the uneven lies that I've seen him struggle with. Like when the ball's above his feet or below mm-hmm. his feet, Bryson just mentally just melts down. He's, he, like, he's like robot cannot compute and like sh- just tr- sends it forty yards. Complain about <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can't do the trigonometry in his head at that point with the ball's yeah. about three inches below his feet. There, but I mean, look, I, I'm very happy that Bryson. Uh, has lost a lot of weight and figured out he doesn't need to look like J.J. Watt to hit the ball 400 yards. He can look uh, exactly. a little more svelte. So I actually have Hideki in another matchup. I took him plus 100 over Cam Young's kind of similar uh, uh, methodology. I really like Hideki this week. I'm going to talk about him a little more rank at the places. As far as Cam Young, though, listen, really good off the tee, but I just, around the green, he's a mess. The putter has been a mess. And mm-hmm. I do not think this is going to be a repeat of St. Andrews where he can just bomb it anywhere and to have really good wedges into the green. That's one of his strengths. Um, maybe this is just a little bitterness about what happened last week at uh, Oakdale. He was horrendous, but I just, uh, he's slumping right now. And I just, I, I really like Hideki's game. I think it's solid. So that's my next guy. So uh, Capper, what's your third matchup or second matchup? Second one. So what's funny is I wasn't sure who was going to have it. And Decky over young was one of mine as well in case somebody okay. said it. So like that. Um, uh, so then I got, Neiman over Burns. Uh, this is just a I miss Neiman thing, I think. Uh, and the fact that I don't trust, I don't trust Sam Burns as far as I can throw him. I don't give a shit if it's on Bermuda. He is all out of sorts. He is squirrely off the tee, not making putts, bad body language every time I've seen the camera on him. Um, terrible major record. You name it, he's got it. Like, it, yeah, I am. I am so far, and his long irons suck. From 175 and 175 and longer, he's like 120th in this field. Um, Three missed cuts in his last five. 
Yeah. And so give me, and I know Neiman's kind of unknown. It looks like he's playing okay on live. I don't know what that actually fucking means, but um, I can get even, I can get even money on Neiman who I think is a great player who I miss dearly watching every single week. Oh man, I miss him. Like live took all my guys. It's so annoying. So hopefully yeah, but they're going to come back now. It's okay. They're coming back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I took, I took Neiman over Burns, uh, even money. Okay. All right, so my third matchup was I found a Cam Davis minus 130 over Sergio Garcia, and it's more oh, just Garcia. like it's Gar- it's, Sergio just might be cut at this point. Oh. Like he got second in Singapore, but other than that, though, 34th at DC, 24th at Tulsa, 14th in Adelaide. Okay, fine. Cut at the Masters, 45th at Orlando. His US Open record stinks. He was cut la- in last year, T19, 2021. But then he was cut at the COVID U.S. Open T52 in 2019, cut in 2018. He wasn't like, just cut at the Masters. He was terrible. Yeah, he was. He was, he was a jicko. He was horrendous. Like every, like all he would, all, the only thing we saw him not do was like swing and a miss. Like everything else, though, like he he couldn't putt. He couldn't do anything. His short game was terrible. He, like I used to, I was a, I was a fan of Sergio, so I was watching him. It was bad. He was not good. No, he wasn't. And I, I like. I'm just a fan of Cam Davis. I think uh, Australians are going to really like this place. You know, the firm and fast conditions, really good long iron play too. D- has distance that really helps. So I'll take Cam Davis minus 130 over Sergio Garcia. All right, Capper, what's your third matchup? Third matchup is uh, just me being on brand just to irritate you. Uh, taking the two two top guys on the board, and I'm taking Rahm at plus money over Scotty at plus 125. Uh, there's mm-hmm. There's not a ton of difference between these two guys. It's whoever can get hot with the putter. And if you're going to give me plus money on um, who you can argue is the best player in the world, I'm going to take plus money on John Rob every day, all day. I think I agree with that one. And yeah. I actually, that was one of the ones that I was eyeing earlier because as much as I think that Scotty can absolutely win, oh, that putter is bad. It's bad. You're so. going to be plus money with Rom. Like how many times? Like it's like when it's like when I used to get points with Brady. How many times are going to get to bet Brady as an underdog? You know what I mean? In my life, like it wasn't many, and I took it every time. You're not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. yeah. I mean, I think that worked out really well for you at the Masters. You took Rom, I think, plus money over Rory, and that was yep. over by Friday. So plus, it was a beautiful thing. There you go. What are you getting? Plus what? Plus one twenty-five. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty yeah. good. So, all right. Uh, well, I'm on positionals. Pamela, uh, what are some top tens and twenties you got? I'm assuming you're back up the outright. So you want to recap which one specifically you bet? Exactly. So actually one that I didn't mention as an outright, because I like him more in the placement market is, um, a player named Ryan Fox. Okay. 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 So I love him in the top 40 market at plus one thirty. Um, okay. So if you look at this guy, I'm looking at data profiles. I have to look at interviews so I can discover who these people are because every <laughs> week I learned a new name in the PGA, but he's really good for a top 20, a top 40 finish, which is plus 130 is the best that I found. Um, he's from New Zealand and he has competed in larger events. T27 at the players, T26 at the masters, T23 at the PGA championship, even T30 last week at the, a uh, couple weeks ago at the Memorial, but it was at Mirfield where he lost strokes off the tee for the first time the entire year this, this season. Since then he's completely rebounded. He's pretty good around the green. He's corrected himself gaining strokes in four of his last five around the green. Best gra- bent grass is his best surface. Um, not only has he gained from T to green in his last five bent grass, but he has five straight top 30 finishes on bent grass t- tournaments. So now you're getting plus money for a top 40 for a guy that's consistently in the top 30 in a difficult fields. That was like, I love that one. Okay. I like that. All right. Capper. Uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, Pamela, what else did you, what else do you have? <laughs> no, go ahead. We can go one by one. Oh, okay. All right. Capper. Do you have any top tens? Yeah, I got it for my top 10. The only one I got is, is I'm backing Rom up because uh, it's only minus 110. Um, top 10 for all the reasons. I'm betting Rom. If I can get him close to even money on a top 10, I'll take it. Okay. To, to, to ease the suffering if he doesn't win. All right. So my fr- I, I have three guys in the top 10 because, look, like I'm going to be leaving the show for a little bit after I have the kid. I <laughs> might not be betting golf for a little bit. So you know what? YOLO card, baby. Uh, let's try and go <laughs> bigger. Go home. So We usually have laundry lists. Now it's going to be like a book. <laughs> That's the, the positional market is always a laundry list for me, especially at majors. So yep. uh, look, I mean, listen, I know Scotty's putter is definitely an issue with how good he is tee to green. Like he's going to be in the mix at this point. So... Uh, I found a top 10 on him, minus 115. 
I'm just going to go with that. Better like a matchup. He's definitely going to be there with how good he hits the ball. Uh, has experience at LACC being in the Walker Cup too, so he is at least familiar with how this golf course might play. Um, I just like those odds. It was better than a lot of odds I found everywhere else in the market, so I'll take those odds at uh, minus 110. I could have waited for the tournament, but listen, I'm working on Thursday. Maybe I'd miss it, so uh, I'll just lock it in right now. So, All right, Pamela, what about you? Let's kick it back to you. I think uh, for the top... I heard you just say now twice top 10. Did I skip over? Cause I went to f- top f- top 40 first. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh yeah, it was fine. top 40. Yeah. She said, yeah. we'll just go, yeah. we'll just go Ryan around and say with everything you got. Ryan Fox was top 40 for sure. Okay. Not taking him. Top yeah. 10, which is yeah. Like- you begin, you begin a much <laughs> higher number for Ryan Fox. Top 10. <laughs> top 10. That would be absurd. Um, okay. So for Terrell Hatton, he is oh. plus money for top 20. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Huh? I like it. I'm, he has six straight, I've already talked about him, six straight top yep. 20 finishes. He's fantastic in the fourth round. So what I also thought about, knowing that he is one of the top 10 players in the fourth round, if he's not in the fourth round, uh, if he's not in the top 20-ish, um, top 30-ish, like maybe after round one or round two, if your book does offer the ability to like finish in the top 10, I would 100% take that on the live line. And you're probably getting like an absurd number because right now his top 10 is 260, plus 260. You can probably get closer to like, six to one eight to one if he's outside of the top 20 after after the first couple of days knowing that he's going to do superb on the fourth yeah and i would say i would say that some people are just going to click on like you said but most people are going to click on their book try to look for it it's not going to be offered where you normally just place your batch-ups you got to go to whatever live betting they're offering and it's going to be under there just just so people know to go because some people are like where is it at i'm like you gotta go to the live bet gotta go to the live bet which is yeah, dangerous. Right. But now that I'm cutting back on the booze, it won't be as dangerous as like nine, 900 bets at night. Mm-hmm. So that's good. All right. Well, I'll go, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with, I'll go with uh, another top 10. So look, I mean, obviously my hour rates are very controversial picking three losers guys who just screwed losers. me really hard before. Losers. So you know what? Why don't I ensure that maybe these guys really are who I think they are. So how about just the Rory top 10? He just ejects himself on Thursday, ends up back during a top 10 on Sunday. Uh, top 10 plus 165. A couple other things I didn't get to because I felt like I was attacked and bullied by Goss and Capper and it kind of frazzled me a little bit. You know, Rory's really good on Bermuda. His last couple wins have been on Bermuda. Congaree is Bermuda. Uh, I think Emirates Golf Club over, it was either Emirates or uh, Abu Dhabi. That was Bermuda over there. Really firm Bermuda is really good on too. Um, so... I just really like Rory this week. I think he's going to show well. I think he's there for all business. So top 10, I'm Rory plus 165. So, all right, Capra, let's throw it to you. I'm going to, I can't wait to text you on Thursday and Friday. I know you can. I know you do. Uh, so uh, t- for my top 20s, uh, Pamela already talked about him. Uh, I got Rosie at plus 175. I like everything that he's doing. Um, I got him. Uh, I know I'm going to play him first round leader as well. Cause he likes to come out of the gate strong. I know Steve, you said he's a little squirrely off the box. Uh, I know Thursday he hit, I felt like he hit every single freaking fairway. Same thing on Saturday. I didn't watch a whole lot of them on Friday. Um, but um, yeah, I really like Rose plays, plays good in hard conditions. And uh, yeah, plus plus 175. I couldn't get there on outright uh, on him, but I like that price for a top. Okay. All right, Pamela, let's kick it back over to you. I second Justin Rose because, yes, he's one of my outrights, but of nope. course, yes. So you can actually get him. I'm a very conservative better, so I don't always go for plus money. Just because I like him in the top 20 doesn't mean I'm going to take him as a plus 10. Yep. Justin Rose is getting, uh, he's minus 110 to finish in the top 30. That's a pretty good bet. That's a good bet to me. Yep. Um, but if you yep. want to take him in the top 20 market, he's getting plus 140 for that. Um, since you did mention him, though, and I'm just seconding that one, I'm going to go with... Uh, Mito Pereira, um, he is in the top 30. You're getting plus money, plus 140 for him in the top 30. He was one of the players that I really loved before he went to live just because he's simply one of the best ball strikers on tour. He is so freaking good with his iron plays. He's so really good off the tee and he showed it at the masters T 43 in the masters, but it's because he lost six strokes with his putter, but (laughs) he did really well at T 18 at the PGA championship, still losing strokes with his putter. He is like, the king of team no putt. If there was any one player that I would peg in that market of uh, you're super good at ball striking and you suck with your putter, it's Mito Pereira. Um, because this course is, we don't know what to expect. I'm willing to take a risk at plus money for him to finish in the top 30 on Ben grass surfaces. He's done really well. The 2020 last year's PGA championship, he took third T seven at the Charles Schwab T 13 at the Memorial. And that was all before he left to live where he just like went on this like mega streak of like miscut, miscut, miscut 
went over to live, but then now in back-to-back majors at the Masters and the PGA, his ball striking is back in form. Gained eight strokes mm-hmm. ball striking at the Masters, gained 10 strokes ball striking at the PGA Championship. It is putter. So yeah. I'm willing to take a flyer on plus money for him to do well because he is still really good with his iron play, with his, what, with his ball striking. What's his outright price? Oh, wait. I'll talk <laughs> after the show. I'll talk you off that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he's not, not going to happen. I could not he's take a not winning. He's okay. not winning. Yeah. But top 30, very doable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, he's on my card too. I found a top 40 on him at plus 125. And for a lot nice. of the same reason, I just think getting plus okay. money for Mito Pereira is for a top 40 finish is just really good value. He's really talented. And like I was even, I may mention last night in the DraftKings show, like, just the guys around him in DFS pricing, he's just better than all oh, those man. guys. Like Seamus Power and like Danny McCart, like a lot of those guys. He's just better. Yeah. So I'm uh, getting plus money for a top 40 Romito. Uh, it's for me. And then as far as just another top 10, um, listen, I got to go with my boy Brooks. Again, the mm-hmm. YOLO card. I just love him at US Opens. I'm going to have him here. I feel like I just have to be compelled to have him. Uh, I mean, if you just want to look for a guy who is just going to play it safe, conservative, uh, you know, pick a spots when he can at this place. You know, he's going to do great. One Aaron Hills, that's a comp course I like to this place. One Shinnecock, a comp course I like to this place. Really good at Augusta, too. Really good on Bermuda as well. So I'll take Kepka top 10 plus 165 as well. So, all right, Capper, what about you? Uh, so the the last three, well, last two, because I actually didn't bet that last one. The last two I got, I got Keegs because it's mandatory uh, to stay on brand. Three to one, it's top mandatory. 20. <laughs> mandatory. Mandatory. Because I can't, like, yeah, I have to bet. Like, I just love him. And, and like, top 20, three to one. I feel like that's a, a pretty fair price based on his U.S. His, history open other than the home home. Uh, home game last year at Brookline. Uh, but he does well in these type of courses, long and straight, good long iron player. Aim point putting seems to have helped. So three to one on him is good. And then uh, <laughs> I took Cole at six to one because I like to bet on this kid. Um, he played pretty well uh, in some of the harder tournaments this year. Uh, so PGA, you know, 15th. Mexico doesn't count as hard, but still top five there. 27th at the players, second at the Honda, losing to Chris Kirk. Um, watching what he did there right after what he did at Pebble Beach, I've been following him since and playing him in DraftKings and, and, and getting him in some markets. So I thought 6-1 to is a fun bet for him on the U.S. Open. Uh, kid can go lights out with the putter, and if he can do that here, then I don't see why yeah. he can't make it in the top 20, as long as he survives until fucking Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> there you go. All right, Pamela, back over to you. What's next on your list? Um, I also agree with you on Brooks Kepka for the top 10 finish. Um, he so I won't mention him. I talked about Justin Rose, Mito Pereira. Um, I left Patrick Hanley off my card. He was on my long Ooh. list. So instead of at, instead of talking about a player that I will take, I left Patrick Hanley off. Um, and I think it's just because I don't know. There's just something <laughs> about there's just something about it. I don't like that he has outside of the top ten in two of his last three tournaments. So there's like so that just tells me there's like something there, and he lost mm-hmm. four strokes at this putter at the memorial. Um, could he very well rebound in this position here? Absolutely, because he's won on bent grass before, winning the BMW Championship last year. But you know, I left him off. So I left, took Ricky Fowler for a top thirty. Um, I already talked about him, Rory McIlroy for a top ten. He's just he's reliable for a top ten finish. And if there's any one player that I would, it's him and Scotty. Um, and then yeah. Those are that's pretty much it. I talked about Ryan Fox. Yep. Uh Scheffler. I'm gonna maybe wait for that one on the live line because you don't get plus money until the top five. That's just insane. That's how good he is. That's insane. Don't you don't get plus money for Scotty until the top five. Jeez. That is pretty nuts. So all right, I'll just finish out the rest of my positional. So obviously, if I never learn my lesson with Cantley or Shoffley, all they do is just finish top twenties. Uh, can't lay top 20 minus 110. Look, I mean, like, maybe he's the type of guy. I, Max Hellman may mention this in his interview with Jeff Shackelford. He overprepared for a lot of majors. Cantley's a very cerebral guy. Maybe he just overprepares for a lot of this stuff, and now he's coming to LACC, a place he knows, and just can play golf. Maybe that can be a difference for him. But, look, I mean, he's just been a top 20 machine in majors lately, so I'll take top 20 and him minus 110. And then Xander's top 20, even money. Like, he's so good in U.S. Opens, and with the ball striking set he has coming to this place, I just love that bet. So there's that. Uh, Cam Smith, I really like here. Uh, top 20 plus 150, just wider fairways, really a short game, firm and fast conditions. That's really going to suit well for a Cam Smith. 
won at Kapalua, really good at Augusta National. So a lot of good comp courses I like from good at Chambers Bay as well. Uh, you know, that was a firm, kind of weird, funky golf course they was able to figure out. So even though he hasn't been really good at U.S. Opens, that was the one U.S. Open he was really good at. I think he'd have another repeat of uh, good performance here. Uh, Hideki, top 20, plus 180. Again, really good at Kapalua, really good at Augusta National, great iron player, really good around the green, too. I think that just that solid game is going to be so important. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he was doing really well at Memorial and just things kind of got away from him over the weekend. But uh, I just like him for a solid, you know, at almost two to one odds for a top 20. We'll go with that. And then if I like Cam Smith, I like Patrick Reed. Top 30 on him, plus 150 oh, wow. again. We're putting everybody on the betting card. <laughs> I always do it in my position. Well, listen, top 30 on for plus 150 for Pat Reed. Similar things I mentioned with Cam Smith. I implied him really good short game. Great on wider golf course. Really good Shinnecock. Really good at Aaron Hills. Great at Augusta National. Great at Kapalua. I think a top 30 on him at plus 150 is pretty reasonable. And then Adam Scott. I just think his game's really solid. Um, great iron player. has got some distance. Great at Augusta National, break Kapalua. So top 30 and him plus 165. There, I'm done. Oh, is that there, all? I'm done. That's it. I don't That's know. It. Okay. I don't know if like our audience is going to be able to like just keep track of everything no. that we have. I'll put out the betting the card. You'll be able to get the laundry list. Yeah. This is actually the very first time every week I typically take. It's no different for me, no matter what tournament it is. I typically take only four or five guys, like max. And it's typically about four. This week, I kind of had a lot. When I did my list, my long list typically consists yeah. of like six, and then I narrow it to four. My long list this week was 18, and I'm like, holy, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What are we doing but, here? I mean, I, I guess with my positionals, I bet a lot of plus money. Like, I really like operating in like, I mean, I know I went Xander plus 100, and I bet a couple guys with juice, but for the most part, though, I operate with positionals between like one, plus 130 and two to one. And as long as I hit like 50, 55, 60% of those, like I'm up a couple units at that point. So it's kind of just like volume shooting at this point. I feel pretty confident with at least getting some guys I like in that range. So I'm not necessarily looking to be perfect in all these, but I just really like a lot of these guys where if I get 60%, I'm going to have a good week in the positionals. That's really all I'm going for with this stuff. So yeah, I'm betting a lot, but this has been kind of a style I've been really good at and have a lot of success in. It helps me cover outrights if I don't cash and still end up ahead for the week. So that's 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 you know that's why I usually go with a lot of guys. I, I get I get it though. If if you don't want to bet all those guys, I get it. Probably the ones I like the best. If yeah, the ones I like the best out of that bunch, uh, Cam Smith top twenty plus one fifty. I really like that Xander top twenty even odds if you get it. That just seems like just I'll with his it. floor. Just getting that Patrick Reap top thirty plus one fifty and Mito top forty plus one twenty five. But there you go. There's my four locks. I guess in okay. all the positionals. Do you have any fun bets? Do I have fun bets? Yeah. Fun bets. What, I bets you hate. <laughs> bets I hate. Yeah, I have like first so, leader bets. So Those I have. I have victim is the cut. That's a fun bet. That's okay. three to one. Okay. Uh, I got first round score Vic over sixty nine and a half. Mm. That was plus money. I think they fucked up. Everyone's everyone's on Victor this week, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm a betting a lot, lot of steam. You a think that Victor, as young as he is, is capable of winning back to back? See, that's the thing. I, yeah. that's, why, that's why I don't think it's going to happen. I I think maybe this is the letdown for him, and then he wins the open. Ooh, maybe man. that's maybe that's the one where he wins. Because listen, like he has been really close lately. And guys, when you start getting really close to these majors, the major comes pretty soon after that. Like maybe we would have saw this with Zalatoris, but he got injured. But Maybe that's like that with Hovland. Maybe a little too much steam coming in, like had no attention on him before the PGA. He did really well. No attention on him before the Masters did really well. Now the attention is on him. Maybe this is the letdown. Let I the steam cool off. I don't think he's yeah. He, he, yeah. He's may, may, maybe wait a month at the Open. I like him at, uh, at Liverpool. That might set up a little better than this place. Yep. So with everybody's on him, I typically like to take a miscut bet. Um, yeah. So when did it work? Where did it work out for me at Rory? We ejected like, ev everywhere. Uh, yeah, everywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the Masters. Masters. That was a good one. That was a fun week. Uh, uh, you then, drank all the salty tears that week. Oh, so many salty tears. Yes. So um, and then, uh, so I, I, I took this one. I don't really. I, so top lefty, it's, it's Brian Harmon versus Phil Mickelson for uh, as a head-to-head -head matchup, and it was only minus one ten. 
You taking yeah, Harmon? Yeah, I'm taking Harmon. I don't care. Oh no. Yeah, I don't care. He's dude. He shows up at these things for whatever reason. Harmon's been awful lately. Yeah, I'm aware. And he's a prick. Yeah. He was he very mean. To, he was very mean to all the volunteers at TBC Sawgrass. Uh, okay. Fuck, I, for, I forgot about that. That's bad karma. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm that, gonna that's really bad karma. Yeah. I'll bet Lefty and just eat the juice. You might have just willed Phil to the wind at that point. Yeah, that's fine. I'm betting Lefty to eat the juice. That's That's fine. I'm I'm just going to eat the juice on that one. Then I have two bets that I haven't laid yet, but I'm probably going to do it. So all these guys, first round, top 20, Scotty, Rom, and Xander plays four to one. All the guys, first round, top 10, pays 15 to one. All right, who who blows it, Pam? Scotty, Rom, or Xander of that three? Scotty, Rom, or Xander? Xander? See, I think it's I think it's Scotty. I think it's Rom, actually. Oh, great. I think we all disagree. Oh, I, there you go. <laughs> I think Scotty is going to be just fine. He'll have another like top 10 finish, and Rom yeah. will finish like, because I know you took him in the head to head. So Rom yep. will finish like second or win, yeah. and Scotty's going to take like third. Yep. <laughs> okay. be, like, that, that makes sense. Close. That makes sense. Um, but Xander, I can see him finishing outside of the top 30. No, no, I'm, no like this I is said, only first not, round. Not, first round only. Oh, first, first round round. only. Yeah, first round. First round only. Yeah. Is he even good? No, it would be Xander. Okay, I can, I can see right, any of them doing it, or all three of them not do being there. But they, this doesn't chop uh, dead heats, so I could get could get lucky. You could get guys. lucky with that. So, all right, I I only have one tournament prop, so I always love doing my cut lines, winning score, all that stuff. The problem with this, like, I didn't really know what to make of this course as far as it was going to be really receptive. Was it going to be really firm? Right. How would the USGA set it up? So. I just kind of did back in the mat or back in the napkin or uh, napkin math of thought winning score was gonna be around minus nine or so, and I thought the cutlery was gonna be plus four. And guess what? That ended up being what the odds were. So yeah. didn't really love either. I did find on FanDuel it's unfortunately juiced to the moon at this point, but they do they are still hanging winning score minus six or better. I got it at minus 110 at the beginning of the week. I think it's up to like minus 165, minus 170 now, but I think that's a lock. Yeah. I, I think probably I think it's going to be between 7 and 10 is a winning score as far as, look, like sometimes they go to these USG, US Opens and USGA has kind of changed its tone a lot of the stuff. They start setting up kind of easy at the beginning of the week, ramp up the difficulties. They've learned their lessons. They're not going to let this golf course get too out of control. And with wider fairways... I think there's going to be a little more opportunity to get a lot of birdies at this place. You can score there. So it's going to be kind of like, you know, you can definitely, yeah, you can definitely screw it up at this place, but somebody's going to shoot like 64 on a couple of these days and you can definitely get it there. Um, so I, 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 I like that, but if you really put a gun to my head, I think minus nine is the winning score. Plus four is the cut. So I guess mm-hmm. bet accordingly. All right. Okay. All right, uh, Pamela, you got any tournament props or can we go to uh, first-round leaders? Let's go to first-round leaders. I like okay. listening to your props because you always get the good ones. Um, I agree okay. that I, I agree. The okay. course doesn't, as difficult as it looks, it's very playable. Yeah. Like, I, I, like there's two ends of the extremes that could turn. It could be Shinnecock, like just impossible, or it can be Aaron Hills, just everybody's kind of burning. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. So, like, about minus nine, minus eight at that point. So, all right, first round leaders. What do you got, Pamela? Just go through my whole laundry list. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, uh, even Mito Pereira, because you never know. Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Ryan Fox, also and you never know, and they are super long shots. Yep. Scotty Shuffler is the only one that I would add who I don't have a bis- positional or an outright on because it's Scotty Shuffler. Um, and then it's like Hatton. 20 to one. It's like three times. And the You're getting time. exactly. That's exactly. If you're going to bet Scotty, that's the exact way that you should bet him. Take him for first round leader or, and then wait for a better number on the live line. If first sure. round leader doesn't come through. Yep. All right. There you go. All right. So my first round leaders, I think the golf course is going to be the most receptive Thursday morning. Cause the clouds are going to be kind of hanging over the area that morning. The sun's going to come out in the afternoon, dry it out. And I think Thursday, they're going to ease these guys into their round. So I like Thursday a.m. to where the first round leader is going to be. So I picked a couple guys from there. As far as the golf course goes, no one's really made a whole lot of it. So I didn't really want to bet anybody too short. So uh, let's start with Morikawa, 50 to 1. He's been at the Walker Cup, played at this place. Who knows if the the back injury is still there or not. 
uh, got off to a really fast start at Brookline last year. This was also a guy I pegged back in December to win the U.S. Open, and now I've just abandoned that plan. So I'm going to really be kicking myself if he goes out to a really good story, score on Thursday. So first round leader, I have 50 to one. Uh, Jason Day, 55 to one. Listen, like he's been bad mm-hmm. since Byron Nelson, but hey, really good comfy weather for him. 70, sunny LA conditions. So maybe he's going to be feeling pretty good rolling a couple putts on Thursday. 55 to one on him for that. Uh, this is where Justin Rose is going to be on my card at 65 to one. Just get out to a good start. It seems like he's been first round leader a lot and got to a really Sniffing good start. Too. Exactly. So 65 to one for him. Uh, I got Ricky Fowler, 66 to one. He's going to get out to a really good start here. I think he got to a really good start at Aaron Hills as well. So maybe we can repeat that. Uh, Adam Scott, I'm trying to get my money back based on him absolutely <laughs> screwing me at Oak Hill. Uh, 80 to one on him for first down leader. Maybe he can do a similar thing he did at Oak Hill. Uh, and then Patrick Rogers, 130 to one, has some distance, mm-hmm. can really putt, playing pretty well this year too. Uh, went to school out in California as well. So, you know, you got those ties there, even though he's an Indiana guy. That's just narrative street. But 131 for a guy who can putt and is really good on bent grass. Uh, I'll take that. Like it. Okay. Yeah. Scott owes you money. He <laughs> owes me a lot of money at this point. So, and then Capper, your video is going to come out, I think, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. There you go. We'll see what's in. So, all right. Uh, Pamela, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, why don't you give a couple plugs about where you can find you and anything else you're working on? Um, well, if you like fitness, it's really fun time right now because I am preparing for a max week at the end of June, which means I'm going to go for my one rep max on the deadlift, the squat, the bench press and the pull up. So I'm pretty much training for that right now. Um, okay. I'm really excited to see the numbers uh, just for general knowledge. My last one rep max for the deadlift was 300 in January. I'm de- definitely in a position now to possibly get 315 is what I'm hoping for. All right. More. Wow. So we'll see. So you can see that on my Instagram at uh, Pamela.Maldonado35 and then Twitter, everything that I do over at Yahoo, every video, every podcast, everything for PGA. My head to heads have been money. That has been the only consistent thing that's really going on in um, betting for me is you bet those blind. <laughs> they're yeah. They're doing really well. And a lot of them are plus money options. So it's been a really good season for Head to Head, which you can find on my Twitter at Pamela M35. All right, there Perfect. you go. Go check those out. And uh, she'll have a couple more probably tomorrow for that. And yeah, nope. Cabra, you got anything else? No, that's it, man. We got uh, Jeff Benson from Circa tomorrow night uh, to kind of go over what the odds makers are doing when they're setting the, the golf lines and if they highly treat it differently than football and if they have uh, any weaknesses when they're setting it that, that we might be able to exploit or where their big house edges other than getting 15 guys on the 30 to one every tournament. Um, so yeah, other than that, and then we got the mothership show, I guess, in like a friggin' hour. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> Go get some coffee or something. I'm not drinking coffee. That's Crazy. true. Your heart would probably explode at this point. <laughs> no smoking. Yeah, no smoking. No smoking. I haven't had a cigarette since. Go have a, go have a cucumber or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I chew, I chew on the, the, the lollipop thing. I just, I just nod uh, and pace. Yeah. Um, it'll go that's away fun. eventually, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's easily digestible. I think it's really good for your intestines. I'm not eating it; I'm chewing on it. <laughs> You're still swallowing some paper at this point. It's inevitable. This is paper in everybody's food too. <laughs> all right, anyway, I was about to show up. Yeah, all right, yeah. Let's go find Steve uh, in our Discord channel. Uh, and uh, yeah, other than that, once again, big thanks to Pamela. And uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Steve won't be here, so go harass him uh, in the Discord channel. And uh, yeah, other than that, it's major week, baby. Let's break them fucking books. <laughs> <laughs>